Welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up with the Master Chief. And good morning from Camden County, Coast Guard JRTC here in sunny Camden County. This morning, we are privileged to have our operations officer, Cadet Seth Bacher, with us. And today, we are going to talk about our recent field trip that we took to New York City. This was uh, quite the undertaking, the brainchild of some of our students in our Teams 1 class back during the first semester. So we are going to uh, introduce Seth this morning and uh, listen to a couple of words from him, and then we're going to get right into it. So good morning, Seth. Good morning, Master Chief. How are you doing on this? Man, it's a, it's a good day. And uh, for those of you that don't know, this is our inaugural podcast. This is the first one that we have ever done, so this is a pretty neat trial and error. I'm sure that we'll look back on this in the months and years to come, and we will, uh, we will likely cringe when we listen to this and, and how we hope to grow and how we hope for this to, uh, to become a better recruiting tool for our JRTC and for the, uh, the kids in here to experience something that they haven't probably had the opportunity to do in the past. So we're, we're very hopeful that this podcast will take off and that you will subscribe and that you will continue listening. Uh, but back to our field trip to New York Seth, could you take just a couple of minutes and tell us how we came up with this idea to even go to New York and, and what it means for the administration of our school to give us permission to be able to go and participate in a fantastic tour of New York City? So the idea was first brought up by Master Chief. He introduced us to a Mr. Jeff Palazzo. And as we did more and more research about him and what he did, especially during the September 11th attack in 2001, we were determined to go up there and give our thanks to the Rescue Station 5, as well as see if we would be able to get a new scholarship that would be named after Mr. Palazzo. Okay, so if you would, just take just a couple of minutes because you introduced Jeff, but uh, let, let's tie him in here to our program with me specifically and to the Coast Guard. Why, why, did, uh, why is Jeff relevant to our JRTC and why is he relevant to the Coast Guard? Now, I'm not entirely sure background information about Mr. Palazzo, but I know that he served in the Coast Guard alongside you, Master Chief, and was eventually stationed at Rescue Station 5, where he would go on to serve until his untimely death in 2001. Okay, so Jeff and I, back in 1988, enlisted into the Coast Guard. We did not enlist together, but we were very fortunate to be at boot camp together at Cape May. And Jeff and I became very close friends at boot camp. In fact, his wife, Lisa Palazzo, just recently sent me a photo of Jeff and I on graduation day. And it just flooded me back with a whole bunch of memories. Jeff went on to be stationed at Rockaway Island in New York as a seaman and went on to a very successful career in the Coast Guard and rose to the rank of MK1 in the Coast Guard. Jeff, at that point, decided 
that he uh, he enjoyed rescuing people. He loved his time in the Coast Guard, but went ahead and departed the Coast Guard and stayed in the Coast Guard Reserves and became a firefighter. Jeff eventually was hired by the by the elite company Rescue Five out of Staten Island, New York, where that is your your most elite firefighters. They do everything from underwater firefighting operations. They do everything from pipe explosions to mass evacuation to mass casualty. It is somewhat like the Navy SEALs of firefighting. So Jeff had only been employed there for a short period of time when 9-11 happened back in 2001. Jeff was one of 11 people that responded from Rescue 5 to the World Trade Center attacks on 9-11 and of those 11, only one survived. Unfortunately, Jeff lost his life and was taken from us all too soon. So I thought that it, that it had the potential to be a very impactful field trip for our kids because for those of you that don't know, none of the high school students, or if you haven't thought about it, none of our high school students that we teach in high school today were alive during 9-11. So they really don't have any tie-in to it. So I firmly believe that when we have the opportunity to, to share experiences with these young people that are very impactful for them, that we should take every effort to introduce them to things that change the course of history. Fortunately for us, New York is drivable, and we thought that we would do it. So with that information, Mr. Bacher, tell us a little bit more about our trip, our journey up there, and what we uh, what we did. So the journey up there was quite long. Many, many hours of driving, but especially with Master Chief and then also a staff member who w- went with us, the high school Vice Principal Michael Barlow, he went with us, sacrificed his time with us as well, and I believe he also had a pretty good time with us. But when we arrived, we arrived in New York, we had a few activities already planned. Half of us would be going to see a Broadway show titled Hamilton, and the other half would go to see a New York Islanders game. All right, so before we get into some of the fun stuff that we did, let's let's take a, a small brain break here for just a second, and I'd like for you to talk to me about the Airbnb that we stayed in and, and what we exactly expected when we got there and then what we actually got when we arrived. So what was your, uh, what was your feeling about Airbnb without going into any specifics of the actual Airbnb? I believe the Airbnb, it would... It suited our needs. It felt like a murder house a little bit <laughs> with some of the decor that they had, but it it was definitely enjoyable, though, having everybody there. Yeah. Uh, so let me draw you a little mental picture. So we were staying just inside of New Jersey next to the George Washington Bridge, which by all accounts is and has been fairly prestigious as far as the amount of money for these homes that go. So we looked up months in advance where we were going to stay, and we found this beautiful, beautiful home that, in retrospect, does look a little bit like the Amityville Horror House, but it was really the only place around that we could afford that slept all of the cadets and administrators and myself that were along on the trip. So when we get there, we're expecting everything to look exactly like it looked in our photos that we uh, rented the house from. But however, when we got there, it was it was quite the different story. The fun fact of the whole thing is the owner of the home was a dog sitter. And while all of us on the trip, there was no one that didn't love dogs, but 
no one on the trip expected there to be literally 30 dogs running around the property. And when you have 30 dogs running around the property and you have to walk 50 yards from your car across the yard that 30 dogs inhabit, you are literally playing hopscotch the entire time. So needless to say, there was not a, a lot of time spent outdoors. But fortunately for us, we, we had such a busy schedule. And like Mr. Bacher said a minute ago, when we, when we got there, really all we had the opportunity to do was drop our bags, get back in the car, and set out for our first adventure. Mr. Bacher, do you remember what our first adventure was right after we got to New York? I believe our first adventure was we went to, I believe it was Balthazar Bakery, and there we stopped, got a few pastries and delicious treats as well. Trust me, they were pretty good. They were really good. <laughs> Highly recommend. It's neat to uh, to introduce kids to things they've they've never they've never had the opportunity to participate in. So this bakery that we looked at, because we were all starving to death, and it was we, we had dinner plans for the night, so we just needed something to snack on. So I, I tried to find them a local bagel shop to where they could go try some of the local New York bagels. But when we got there, it was much more than a bagel shop. This was a full-on bakery that served everything Italian style, and it was wonderful. We all filled up on bread and pastries and, and all kind of goodies, and many of us brought bags full of stuff back to the Airbnb with us after that. So that was a real treat. What did we do after that? After that, I believe, is when we split off into the two activity groups, like I mentioned earlier, where half of us would go to see the Broadway show Hamilton, and the other half would be going to a New York Islanders game. So it's it's interesting because your group, which there were, I believe, five cadets and Mr. Barlow, and I took the remainder of the cadets with me to Long Island to go see the New York Islanders game. So I didn't get the opportunity to go to Hamilton. I did do a lot of reading about Hamilton, and I was scheduled to go to it until I found out that Mr. Barlow was definitely interested in seeing the Broadway play, which I was I was certainly willing to do for the kids. But it was not my first choice, especially when there's a hockey game in town. So I would have much preferred to go to the hockey game. But on Hamilton, now you guys saw Hamilton on Broadway. You saw it at the very, very famous Richard Rogers Theater, which is downtown New York, uh, in the place where Hamilton was filmed for the movie. So tell me about your experience at Hamilton and yeah, just tell me about your experience. So before I had even went, I did watch the, the movie of Hamilton on Disney Plus and seeing it live gave it a much different feel and just being able to see everything that is happening is fantastic as well as a different cast than the original cast that performed the show. It was a great time. Is it something that you would recommend or is it something that you would see yourself doing again in the future, perhaps with your family or maybe even a another trip with us to New York? Uh, I would definitely see myself seeing another show, especially with my family, just to show them how different it is to see a show on Broadway. Well, good, good. So I took the remainder of the kids to Long Island again to go see the New York Islanders play the Tampa Bay Lightning. And all of the kids that I brought with me to the game had never been to a professional sporting event in their lives. So to see their face when the teams take the ice and and all the lights go down low and, and the music is blaring, it, it was an incredible time and an incredible atmosphere for the kids to see it. While I'm a huge Carolina Hurricanes fan and I love PNC Arena, 
going to a different arena and seeing how New Yorkers specifically celebrate their team was an eye-opening experience. It was a great time, and the, and the kids made memories that they will they will never forget. So we're very thankful for being able to do that. Now, moving on to the next day, after Hamilton and after the Islanders, we, we go back to our Airbnb, and then we go to bed for the night. What did we wake up and do the next morning? So the next morning was the main event of the whole trip. We went to Rescue Station 5 in our tropical long blues uniform, all of us. And that is where we went. We saw the Rescue 5 station. We met the widows. I believe we even met one of the fire chiefs. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Sure did. And we even saw the memorial for those that had perished within the attack in 2001. So one of the interesting things about going to Rescue 5 on Staten Island, which, of course, we brought all of the cadets. This was the main event, like Seth said just a second ago, for the entire trip. It was the reason that we went, was to visit this rescue station. And I'd like to give a special shout-out to Rescue 5 on Staten Island for hosting us this morning, and also to Jojo Esposito, who, from what I understand, is kind of like everybody's uncle on Staten Island. You wouldn't think that a lot of people know a lot of the same people there because Staten Island, even though it's a borough of New York, is is somewhat of an intimate community. And Jojo is a very gregarious personality, and we were privileged to have met him and Lisa on this trip. Lisa is Jeff's widow, like we spoke about earlier. When we get to Rescue 5 that morning, none of us really had an idea what to expect. So we, we just went with our with our minds open, our uniforms on, and we were trying to represent our program, the Coast Guard, and our school to the best of our ability. What we really didn't expect that morning was for the members of Rescue 5, JoJo and Lisa, to accept us with open arms and with the utmost amount of hospitality that we could have ever expected. They brought us back into the lunchroom or the breakfast room or the dinner room, whatever you want to call it, where they had all of this, these, these antique paraphernalia from firefighting and firefighters adorned all over the wall. So when you went in, it was almost like stepping into a museum. And on this table that was shellac, they had all of these mementos and memorials that were part of the table that you could look back on. And it was like taking a step back in time. And on the table, they had, again, they, I, I can only hope that all of the firefighters of New York eat like these guys did at Rescue 5 because they really rolled out the red carpet for our cadets and myself that morning. They had everything that you could imagine from the bakeries around the area. They had they had coffee made. They they just treated us like family and it was a real real treat for the kids to be able to see something that you just don't get to see every day. And I'm very thankful for the memories that were made that day. So after the breakfast that morning, can you tell us a little bit about what you did around the station and, and perhaps some of the people that you met? So going around the, the station, we were able to see big old fire truck, which was neat to see, as well as to go inside and see the inner workings of what's all in there. One of the cadets, I believe, Miss Hall, was very happy to see all that the fire station had to offer. And as I mentioned earlier, we saw the memorial and I was able to point out Mr. Palazzo as well. And then we also saw, was it chainsaws that they were using? Just yeah, they had, the they had chainsaws, they had jaws of life, they had all types of pneumatic tools for extraction of people in buildings, people trapped underwater, people trapped in vehicles. Yeah, they, they had all of this specialized equipment there that our cadets got to operate. And he spoke a second ago about 
Cadet Hall, who who in our community here is a volunteer firefighter with the South Mills Fire Department. So to say that she was excited to be able to put her hands on some of this rescue equipment and be able to actually operate it, and and the firefighters just went above and beyond to give her a special experience, and and they did it. They did just that. It certainly made a great memory for Kayleen. What else? Um, as I also mentioned earlier, we got to meet one of the fire chiefs. He also welcomed us with open arms, and just being able to see everything with the fire station, the the crew, the people, everybody there. It was a welcoming experience, and I believe that every cadet should be able to get that experience in the going forward in the future. Well, it's interesting you say that because one of the things that we were able to work out while we were there. For those of you that don't know, the Coast Guard has honored Jeff Palazzo in a couple of different ways. They've named buildings after Jeff, but most recently, a 154-foot Coast Guard Cutter Sentinel class is going to be named in Jeff's honor. And it is due to be christened, not this summer, but next summer in New York Harbor. The reason that they are doing it in New York Harbor is so Lisa Palazzo can be the one who actually christens the ship. Lisa... Fortunately for us, we made such an impression on her with the kid and their kids and their professionalism and how sharp they looked in their uniform and how well they represented all of us. She has invited our JRTC back up to the christening to either conduct a color guard or to participate in the christening in some manner. So this was a whirlwind trip for us, but we're, we're really, really looking forward to the next time that we're able to be in New York and I can bring a whole new crew of kids and introduce them not only to Lisa and to the Coast Guard Cutter Jeff Palazzo, potentially more things like Hamilton and the, and the Islanders games and some of the restaurants, just some of the culture that they don't get to experience here in Camden County that New York will definitely be able to offer for it. So after we left Rescue 5 in Staten Island, which by the way, we only stayed for about two hours there. We didn't want to over overstay our, our welcome, but we we had a full day planned again. So right after we left 9-11, we went through on the exact same route that the, the firefighters on 9-11 from Rescue 5 took getting to the World Trade Center because we went downtown Manhattan. Where did we go? So from Rescue 5, we went to the 9-11 Memorial Museum, and being able just to see everything there and the infinity pools, it was a very somber place. Just all of the names around the infinity pool. Of course, we found Mr. Palazzo as well. And then going in and seeing all of the debris and everything that had happened. For somebody who did not live through it, it was it was an interesting experience just being able to see everything and ex- experience what others have a stronger connection to than what I myself do. So, yes, it, interesting is putting it lightly, for sure. So when we get down to Ground Zero, where both of the Twin Towers had stood, and he mentioned the words infinity pools, the area where the World Trade Center stood are two giant squares that are probably five stories beneath the surface of the ground. And they had these giant waterfalls, and all around the waterfalls are exactly where the World Trade Center stood. And on the outside of it, it is it is covered in these giant granite Pillars where each of the names of the members who were killed on 9-11 are inscribed. So the kids' first assignment was to go around and find Jeff Palazzo's name. So it took them about 10 minutes to walk around the perimeter 
of one of the infinity pools and then I see them waving at me so we walk over and sure enough they had found Jeff's name and that was a, a good opportunity for a photo and hopefully something the kids will never forget but I would but what I stressed to them was while I knew Jeff and I love Jeff to death if you if you just look around it took them such a long time to to find Jeff's name and they passed up literally thousands of other names that mean the same thing to those families that Jeff meant to his and it's just life after life after life that they walk by looking for one specific name. So while that may not have sunk in at that time, hopefully over the years as they grow and they mature, they'll be able to look back on that experience and, and understand the magnitude of that day. So after we partook in the infinity pools, we went ahead and we went into the the World Trade Center Museum, which I actually had not been to myself. So I was really looking forward to it. And can you give me a little bit of your experience of the World Trade Center Museum and what you thought of that? Going through the museum and, like I said, seeing all of the debris that was recovered from the attack, it really was a dark a blow of reality for me to see that. And away from where I live and what has happened in the past, and especially walking through it with a few cadets I was with, all of us were were extremely silent. Not a word was spoken as we continued walking and observing everything that the museum had to offer. I'm just going to give a, 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 a little brief story of when I was there. While I have phenomenal kids that we took on this trip, and all of them are, are very responsible, so we broke up a little bit because I wanted to, I invited any of the kids that wanted to spend the time in the museum with me, but, but I wanted to spend a little bit more time reading about some of the exhibits and listening to some of the lectures that were going on. And I came to a point in the museum where there was a gentleman who was talking to the crowd and he had had a crowd of probably 60 to 80 people around him and they were listening to him. And he was talking about being a firefighter in New York City during that time. And he was talking about things that, that seemed very familiar from earlier that morning when we were at Rescue 5. He was talking about that on the day of 9-11, that it couldn't have happened at a better or worse time, depending on how you look at it, because 9-11 happened right in the middle of their shift change. So they had as many firefighters as they possibly could at the fire station when the calls went out. So they had way more people respond during that day than they would have had had it not been during shift change. And he, he went into talking a little bit about shift change and how that was always something that, that all the crews look forward to on those days. Specifically, he said there's a lot of joking that goes on. There's a lot of poking fun at one another. He said it's like a family coming together. He said we all share a meal, whether it's breakfast or dinner, and we, we, we're, we're kind of high-fiving from the, the day before. And it's just, again, it's just like a family atmosphere. And when he was talking about this, I'm like, man, that, that sounds exactly like what I went through that morning. So I waited around because I just wanted to talk to the gentleman for just a second after everyone had left. And I told him that. I'm like, I said, that sounds really familiar from what we went through this morning. And I had told him that I had brought a bunch of cadets from North Carolina up to New York to experience 9-11 and the memorials and to, uh, to visit Rescue 5. And that's when it caught his attention. He's like, so you went to Rescue 5, huh? And I'm like, yeah. He says, he says that was my last station. And kind of took me back. And I'm like, I'm like really? And he says, yeah. He says, I was the one. And I'm like, what do you mean? He says, I was the one who survived that day. He says, I was one of the last guys to talk to Jeff 
that day before he embarked on his rescue trip to the World Trade Centers. And it floored me. Of all the people in all of New York City, here I am talking to one of the guys that talked to Jeff, the reason that we came to, to New York in the first place. And I just don't know if that was a divine appointment or or exactly, you know, how that happened. You know, coincidences do happen, but it was it was a pretty incredible event for me. And it, it kind of shook me just a little bit. And I look back on that as my greatest memory from from the entire trip. So to be able to sit there and share a couple of uh, sea stories, if you will, about my time with Jeff and then to listen to him share sea stories with Jeff as his time as a firefighter, it just kind of came full circle for me and made the trip. It, it really was the cherry on top for me. So I'm very, very grateful for that memory. So Seth, after we left the World Trade Center, the infinity pools and the museum, what did we do? Started, we bounced around through a few shops. The first one we went to was yet another bakery. I got some cannolis there, very delicious as well. And then afterwards, we went to the acclaimed noodle shop that Master Chief kept talking about in class. So he was able to get his noodles while he was there. And then after that, we went to yet another bakery, and I was able to get some Easter bread for my family for that for that weekend, actually. And we all enjoyed that. Ah, uh, yes. We went to... A couple of different bakeries. We had a, a nice meal. And then from there, we went to a, a little place north of, of Manhattan. And this was called Terrytown. Do you remember what went on in Terrytown? So in Terrytown, we went to an Italian restaurant called La Manda's. It was probably one of the best meals I've ever eaten. It was fantastic. I enjoyed every bit of it. Yes. And dessert was even better especially since everybody did not like the cheesecake, so they kept on giving it to me. <laughs> Just what you need, more cheesecake. I mean, yeah. cheesecake is cheesecake. So for those of you that have not had the opportunity to go to Lamondas in Terrytown, New York, I can. It, it is the best restaurant. Every time that we pass through, specifically when I have cadets with me, I always introduce them to Lamondas. So it's a huge shout-out to that place. They have some things on the menu the kids here have never been exposed to, so we made sure to order plenty of stuff to go around so everybody could try a little bit of some of the most authentic Italian cuisine that, in my opinion, New York has to offer. So we had a wonderful time there. I'd encourage you to go and check out our Facebook page, look up the trip to New York, and you'll be able to see some of the food that they enjoyed. And you'll also be able to see Mr. Barlow enjoying some of our food. So I made sure to get a couple of photos of him on there as well. So, all right, so now we're done with day two. We went back to the Airbnb that night, and then we woke up the next morning getting ready for our trip back to North Carolina. But before we got on 95 coming home, we stopped one more time in the Bronx. Do you remember? You probably don't, but I'm going to ask anyway what the name of the street that I wanted to take you to was titled. I do actually remember it was Arthur Avenue. Ah, very good, very good. So what was on Arthur Avenue? What's it? What's the title of it? So Arthur Avenue's title is Little Italy. Ah, yes, yes, Little Italy in the Bronx. It's a it's a treat for anyone. And it's like you spoke about earlier. We we went to a couple of different bakeries. I took them to a place called Borgatti's where they hopefully bought enough ravioli to uh, to bring some home. It's fresh-made ravioli. Again, we just don't get things like that here in Camden. So whenever we have the opportunity to experience those new and different things, we are going to take advantage of them. So they bought plenty of ravioli, plenty of bread. They got introduced to Easter bread. When they started eating it, it was like candy. It didn't last very long. And then after that, we got on the road back to uh, Camden County, North Carolina, 
And uh, that concluded our trip. So, Seth, what was your favorite part of the entire trip to New York City? I would have to say that my favorite part, it's hard to pick just one favorite part. Seeing Hamilton is definitely one one of my favorite parts, but I have to say my absolute favorite part was walking through the 9-11 Memorial Museum and just seeing everything that that museum had to offer and witnessing what had happened instead of hearing what I've been told about everything and hearing the different perspectives of my parents, which my father was only a few hours away from the attack, whereas my mom was attending college in Michigan. So it it was interesting to have their point of views going in and then see everything that was in the museum and something I don't even think they've done and just the tragedy that went on that day. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that because that's that's honestly the whole reason that we went is to imprint on you guys or give you the ability to make your own opinions based off of, of factual information that you receive at the site. Oftentimes, you know, a lot of, or at least a lot of times we, we develop our opinions and we just don't have the full story. So hopefully this gave you and the other cadets more of the story for you to be able to develop your own opinions about Americanism, if you will, and patriotism. We're very thankful for our school board We're very thankful for our school administration, our central office, our superintendent for allowing us to participate in field trips like this where we can create these types of indelible marks in our mind that live on for the remainder of our lives. And hopefully we'll be able to share those stories with future cadets and hopefully we'll be able to continue this tradition of of, of being able to make these types of field trips for our kids, not only in the years to come, but for many years to come. I hope that it was a fulfilling trip for you. We tried to make it fun, but we also tried to make it as educational and as beneficial for you guys as we possibly could. So do you have any last words, Mr. Bacher? I do not, Master Chief. All right. Well, thank you. This is the conclusion of our first podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it, and we will see you again on the next one. Take care. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune into our other podcasts that we have.